Hi and welcome to Sweetman Podcast. This is uh, Simon Sweetman and this is episode 13. Um, this is the first time I've chatted to more than one person at the same time. I'm talking to the band Into Orbit. They're a Wellington duo. Uh, Paul plays guitar, Ian plays drums. They're an instrumental um, band, instrumental duo. And I love these guys. I've seen them play a bunch of times. Um, I guess you'd call them a post-rock band. Um, I know no one likes to be labelled, but they certainly fit into that kind of thing. And uh, anyone who loves metal will appreciate that these guys clearly love and know metal too. Um, Some great grinding riffs and some very technically precise drumming. Um, They've got one album out so far, they're about to release it, re-release it on vinyl. And they've got a brand new single uh, coming out... Uh, any day now and um, a new album that they're working on so we talked about all of those things and and obviously talked about how these guys got into music how they got to know uh, one another um, what keeps them doing it how things are going for them They're, they're, they're just two young guys living in Wellington working jobs trying to make music so I'm sure that's a story you know lots of people listening to can identify with so this is my chat with Ian and Paul from Into Orbit you guys have just turned up and given me a test pressing of a record. Yeah, Merry T- Christmas. T- tell me about this record, because I, I know this record. This is your this is your album that hasn't existed on vinyl before, right? Yes, it's the album that um, that was intended to exist on vinyl for, um, when we when we wrote and um, recorded it, and yeah, yeah we finally uh, gotten around to. Uh, getting out alone, basically, and um, right. making it happen. <laughs> wow. Um, What's how 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 when's it going to come out? How soon? When's it going to be? Well, it's shipping out to us on on twenty sixth of February, so we're expecting to get it in mid March. So um yeah, hopefully hopefully. How how big have you gone with it? Two hundred and fifty copies. Okay, so that's realistic. Yeah, yeah realistic. Yeah. <laughs> and everyone you know has been told <laughs> next time you come to a gig, buy the record. Buy five. Buy five. Yep. Yeah. 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 Next Christmas <laughs> presents. Um. I guess I wanted to kind of try and start at the beginning with you guys, that's what I tend to always do and sort of um, find out how you guys got to know each other, how you got involved in this project, how it started. Um, Well, Ian and I very first met, our very first jam was actually up there in Mortimer Terrace and uh, as a part of like a covers band um, and that was the first time we ever met Ian and we sort of... Back yeah. like in 2005, 2006, yeah. or...? Oh, no, it was, a, it was 2009 ish. Oh, because okay. I think I was, yeah, I was like 20 or so, 21. And, and, um, we, so we sort of started off with that, and then, but then in terms of original music, um, then Ian got me along as, uh, as replaced the guitarist and his um, band, Belligerence uh, Metal Band. And, um, Death Metal Band. Did, yeah, 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 Death Metal Band. And, and so we, we played, yeah, played that style of, you know, at the time, like, both of us were really into, you know, precision heavy ripping fast stuff you know like that that kind of vibe and um we yeah did that for a bit and then and kind of went off and did our own separate things for a bit and then um it was yeah i, I guess but, but the thing is we'd been playing in another band um which was had some of the aspects of interval but it was sort of a bit of soundscape stuff going on it was it was a bigger band it was like five piece and we would always we would often have jams um you know just before the other guys got there and things were, you know, they, they would often work really well and, and we, we would just have these long 
improvised sections where things are just often often building off one kind of riff and seeing how things went and um, that, that always went really well and, and um, but we had yeah both had other projects on and then mm, sort of and that that um that band in particular it didn't like with with the chemistry of the rest of the members it didn't exactly um you know it didn't it didn't it didn't all align so it kind of fell apart like yeah six months down the track it kind of yeah, it was one of those. It was. Uh, I always felt like I had a great, real great potential that that band we were in, and then. But we, it was just. I think it was just one of those things where all everyone working together didn't work, and it was, you know there was occasionally two or three of us would have really good jams, and yeah. things wouldn't quite eventuate. And so um, after um, Ian does this thing, um, Riverside Sessions, which is um, basically like twelve musicians or well however many it was, it was yeah but 12, 12, 12, 12 for 15 15 yeah sort of got to the we went up to this um, like place in Otaki and basically just jammed and there while we were there um, Ian and I had some again kind of got this two piece thing happening where it was a lot of layer a lot, a lot of um, yeah a lot of uh, ambience and yeah. building off of one of riff and, and but and, at this and point, the, the riff from Corridors. Yeah, so the riff, the, that was when the riff from our first song, you know, on the album Kevin's um, Corridors came out, and that was always like, I, I sort of felt like it was like a signpost riff for us. It was like, so something like, what this, I, 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 even now when I listen to the album, it's like, it feels like the beginning of something, you know, and, and it, what it really was for us yeah. as a band, and it was, um, so we we had those, those jams and then got together a few weeks later and, and crucially with cru- your with your loop pedal yeah yeah this, this time we had the loop pedal and, and I've never I, I'd sort of always been interested in, in loop loopers and it seemed like um I, I first person I saw was Liam Flynn doing yeah thing. yeah yeah, and yeah. I, I loved that because I he was playing songs he was yeah. he wasn't just you know, look what I can do, I can play a bass line and then I can play the synth line. And yeah. I, yeah, it was actually like making these pieces of music but using the technology and I thought that was really cool. And then I saw, um, um, you know, hearing a band like Russian Circles, which was using that but in a more, you know, the way we use it. This yeah, yeah, instrumental, post-rock, yeah. Yeah. for want of a term, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, rather than pop songs. Yeah, rather yeah, than pop, yeah. and so it was, that was cool because it was like, yeah. well, we, these guys are using motifs and melodies yeah. and, and they're also heavy and they're, it feels like a rock show, but there's mm. no one singing, and there's but there was like, wow, I could engage with this even more so than like I saw explosions in the sky, and I thought they were a cool live band, and I, I enjoy the music, but I, there was something about the how do I how do I say this uh, like about five guys sort of just standing around all playing very simply that didn't quite turn me on in the same way that, that, that sort of the Russian circles are sort of just a, more of a war sound. Things that explode rather yeah. than rather than yeah. on building. Yeah, like things that really explode, you know, there, there's a sort of a sense that there's actually a riff yeah. underpinning things. And so like, I think we, when we, we, so we started jamming in our, you know, in our uh, storage space, uh, our, our jam space, and, and just had these long jams where it was, no one, neither of us mentioned anything about a band or yeah. about these are songs or... It was just like, wow, we could actually do something with this loop pedal thing, and you know, it was, it was, a, I, I was, I, I've always, you know, I think as someone who's tried to make their playing as accurate as possible and sort of try and make their own music, you know, work well and, and be locked in rhythmically, I always found the loop pedal a bit of a tense, sort of a, a tense aspect of music because it was something that, you know, like you, you had to be really precise, and I was worried about the being precise but also being able to be expressive and have those moments where you hit the mm. guitar strings too hard and you know off notes come in and sort of being able to incorporate that but still have this 
precision of the loop pedal. And so like, we, I think that was where our, our the, the, the kind of the nucleus of, 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 of cabins mm, but the, the great thing was from that very first jam we were recording, we had yeah. close mics on the drums, we had like you know, about six mics recording the whole the whole day yeah. from that first jam. Yeah. And, and pretty much corridors had the riff had already been there, but like things like caverns and creeping vines, yeah. that the ideas sprang up in that fir- that very first jam, that mm. very first time we got together with the loop pedal, and yeah. then we kind of both listened to that recording. We're like, holy shit, this has to be a new band. Yeah, and yeah. Here are the kind of ideas of did you, you know a few of the songs. Did you know then and there that it was gonna a be just you guys a two piece and b you know, going to be instrumental, or did you start? Did you? We, we was there a prob- thought? We oh. thought it probably would be. We were just, we were just going to yeah. play it by ear. See yeah. if, if we ever felt anything was missing, then maybe look at getting another member. But until you know, we never ended up feeling like that. It was always mm. like, yep, yeah, this this just works. We can we can keep building on this yeah. without introducing another person. And, and and we're almost scared off introducing another person by the fact that I don't know we felt we had such great chemistry. Things just happened mm. so um, naturally and spontaneously. Introduce another person and then suddenly, you know, someone else's opinion has to be kind of listened to and like they, yeah. they can kind of trail off on their ideas when we've got the experience, you know, we've had jam with so many people that it is so often you get more than, well, I, I think you get more than one string instrumentalist in a jam and it just becomes a bit more difficult, whereas just a guitarist and a drummer can just jam, and there's yeah. no conflict, there's no having to agree on chords, and like, you know, we, we, we don't have to, yeah, we can just really flow naturally without, um, yeah, without it getting complicated by that additional kind of yeah uh, melodic thing going on, or someone else's like ideas in the moment, you know, we can, re- we can totally yeah. get away with our in-the-moment ideas and get through an hour's worth of jamming without, you know, feeling like we've got something cohesive. Mm, yeah. I think from the outset we've always, it's been both of us involved in in, 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 in wanting, you know, in, in, the, in the creative process of the band, whether that be, you know, the, the making of the music to Ian does, you know, predominantly does the, does the visuals and the, yeah, the design and the, the song and the titles yeah. and things. And that's, I, I find that's a really, lovely part of the process because something like song titles I find that with if I've been playing a riff over and over again and sort of like working out the way it works in a song and layering mm. things over it I actually some weirdly I don't have a lot of room in my head for imagery and, and sort of um, thinking about what words I would sort of ascribe to that piece of music so it's quite cool like I, 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 I like the way that we've managed to you know have this Joint thing where 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 the the mm, mm. you know the, the, that side of things is is um, is more Ian's avenue mm. and, and and I think it really helps because it, it also creates a, it means that yeah it is it is feels more like it is like a collaborative process a partnership, like a partnership. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I think I think we're we're lucky in having skills that really complement each other and we yeah. ne- never really seem to step on each other's toes with it with any yeah, of it no. it's all kind of it's just yeah we we do our thing and yeah we're both um put our passion into whatever side of it we're kind of doing yeah. and um, it all comes together. It's really. interesting to, it reminds me of, um, well it makes me think around the lines of when, when I first saw you play and I guess every time I've seen you play and the couple of times I've written about the band and that I've, I've sort of tried to talk about the music comes across as this call and response dialogue, conversation, mm, yeah. those yeah. sorts of things yeah. and, and that's another part of it, the yeah. idea that you guys are bringing, are both bringing individual things to it obviously mm. but you're also both kind of tasked with coming up with 
aspects of the sound too yeah, or, or yeah. add the package when it comes down to titles um, posters yeah. visual element behind you when you play and I think that's that's the first time I, I mean uh, uh, I've been involved in a band where, where it's we've realised the, the importance of those other aspects and, and it's and, and sort of and really you know paying attention to sort of the way that um, things that come across on stage you know the, the sort of the the atmosphere you create, especially with the instrumental music, you know, that for instance, our thing with um, not talking on stage really developed out of not wanting to have any gaps really between our songs. So that's just evolved and, and it's sort of become part of our thing. And, and it's not like at any point we um, made a decision to 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 not talk or any, you know. It's a, but it's 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 like a, it's it's something that's come out of just the style of our music and and the way that we like to do things the way that we create the music and so that's another sort of aspect of, of how we try to sort of create a stage presence mm. without yelling at the crowd and telling them to sing along and yeah, then, you yeah. know there's sort of you have your own space in the kind of music world there's a lot of bands that do a great job of getting people amped up and stuff and but we're not we, we don't we don't do it in the same way that that other people do and, and mm. you know, sort of i think that's always been our thing of wanting to just be resolute in, in what we can create in the things that we can bring to a, a gig or yeah. you know, it's, it's not a not a hard rock and roll experience no. at all it's no. like an atmosphere and a kind of um an immersive kind of vibe that we try yeah. to put across rather than um yeah a, a more abstract thing we kind of try and take away the human elements from it in a yeah. way it's, it just seems like something a little, little bit more kind of ethereal yeah, yeah so let's go timeline of the band like because i you've got one album out yeah the album's just about to like after people will have heard this the album shortly after that will be available on vinyl yeah. in a limited number and um mm-hmm. that's the first album but that album was released August. last year yeah yeah, August. yeah 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 and, and oh, oh no no not last year the year before, year before. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah yeah 2014 <laughs> yeah. exactly and um and that album came after how many months of sort of shows and, and being a band? We started in June of 2013. That first jam that we had with the loop pedal and the first time going through corridors and that yeah. first recording, I think it was... Oh, I no, think it was, it was like March. March, March 2013, yeah. yeah. that was our first jam. We decided March. to start recording the album in June, I think. Yeah, uh, and I think we put out that first demo, Corridors, um, just like this. Yeah. Um, jam Space Rehearsal video. Video demo, yeah. In, in June. Then we did that uh, set of drift single and video yeah. clip up on yeah. the hill in December 2013 and yeah. then it was full bore into write, um, finishing off writing mm. and recording the album. And that was a big, like that, I, th- I feel like that, that was a, a big part of shaping our band was yeah. that recording process we went through mm. so many different approaches because I think the thing was that we were aware that all this music was created at, despite having a loop pedal involved, it sort of, it was created as live music and so it was a big part of it was particularly feeling out the tempos that we naturally kind of gravitate towards with mm. the certain songs yeah, and, yeah. and and we had a lot of um you know a lot of times where we you know we'd come up with something and be like yeah that's great you know it's tight and, and, and then we'd listen back it's just too slow or too fast and it would just it just doesn't certain sections didn't quite work so we kind of we tried a few different things and i think we ended up really just playing everything live and then wanting and then kind of mapping out our tempos for the recording well i like that you kind of have this dual space of being a live band and a recording band and you know each are parts of the puzzle they're recognizable as the same Mm. band making the same shapes and sound but yeah i feel like well i know people can get 
vastly, and I'm sure you guys do, get vastly different things from them. I know, mm. I, I know that, um, I mean, I saw you guys play live before you had the album, so um, mm. that probably made me look forward to hearing the album. But I know um, of people that um, have heard the album and gone, wow, I can't wait to see these guys live. Mm. And mm. then I also know of some people um, saying, the album's okay, but I really like seeing them live. Mm, yeah. And there, and you know, there are, as I say, there are other people that were turned on to the idea of, and so maybe those people mm. saw you live first. I don't, I don't know. But the point is, mm. you know, neither answer is kind of correct. Yeah, yeah. You, you guys want people to, like, to probably to like you no matter what. Uh, you know, in a perfect world, they buy the album, yeah. they see the show, they keep coming back. That's great. But it's kind of cool that the the music does different things to different people in different mm. ways. Oh, definitely. I th- I think. Um, yeah, there's there's a, a lot to be said. I mean, I think um, I I find yeah I find I get different things from from both processes. You know, it's like I, I love the idea of being able to commit your music to record and it being there forever. But at the same time, that scares the shit out of me because it yeah. will be there forever. And and I I I, I and 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 I feel like, um, but then then again, once we recorded the album, I, I felt like I had a much in some ways a better sense of how I like the songs to be dynamically and that affected the way I play them live mm. and then there would be things that I maybe would listen to the album a couple of months later and be like oh, I wish I'd hit, this, hit things a bit harder there or you know just just play mm. this slightly different and then that's something that maybe I bring into the live show and mm. but um I, th- I think it is it is cool that that we've and we, and there yeah there are some people I think who, you know we've had people who, who will see us play and who have heard the album and, and maybe I don't know for some reason not read the book or whatever and think we're a five piece and then, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then there's two guys standing there and, and, and it's, yeah. a, it's a cool thing to, to be able to, to have appeal in those different ways you know. also it feels like every time I've seen you I don't know what's changed in the last few months but uh, if, if at all but um, it feels like when you perform I mean I guess the record feels like this the album feels like this but when you play live, it feels like you are performing one whole piece, mm. like an al- yeah. you know an album yeah. length yeah. song, and it, you you guys seem to very much construct it like that. Also, yeah. you, you're in that moment where if something goes wrong, yeah. you break a string, yeah. you have to deal to that or change yeah. or whatever. And, and we desperately try and do that without um, yeah. breaking the fourth wall. Well, that's so right. If yeah, something yeah, goes wrong, we sort it out without yeah. cutting the music. That's right. That's what I mean. So you, yeah. you there's, there's some improvisation or whatever around that, but it's like it's very much the show goes on it's not like talk yeah. amongst yourselves we'll come back when we fix this because then the whole mood oh, we, of we, the evening is yeah. ruined we, right? we just had a ridiculous tour to be honest the tour went pretty bad and it ended up in um, in <laughs> Levin <bad>. <laughs> the, the last night was in Levin most bad things either start or end in Levin <laughs> <laughs> so um, for starters there were about eight people there mm. um, and Paul we're, had been having guitar problems for the um, for the whole tour. Like we were riddled with guitar problems, basically technical problems on stage. And yeah. on that last night, he he had talked to the other the other guy in the other band and said, "Oh, could I um, could I? If, there's like, a good if, chance. If, yeah, my there's guitar a good guitar. My guitar. Yeah. Uh, there's a good chance my guitar's going to crap out. Could I borrow yours if it does? So." Yeah, the guitar craps out in mid oh, one two songs in. So yeah. he puts so Paul puts down a like fuzzy loop. I, I start playing a drum solo. Yeah. He goes and gets this other guy's guitar, brings it up on stage, plays it for about what five minutes, oh, and, a string bra- and a string breaks. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. and so he then he's still you know his amps are still fuzzing, and I'm kind of still um, hitting away at the yeah, drums yeah. like softly. And he's he's coming up to me and like uh, the, the, the string just broke. Um, we can you know we. Can't do this song. We can't do Pretty this song. We can't do this song. So we wow. agreed in that moment with the full band going. You know the, the fuzz coming out of the yeah. amps, 
I'm still basically playing. Yeah, we're trying to agree which songs we can and can't play. We have to cut like about uh, four or five of them. Yeah, we had like three songs that we could play. We just read to to assess. We did that in five seconds. Which songs don't need you like your high E string or anything? (laughs) And I did get one of them wrong. I got there and I was like, wait, that's not there. You know, I'm gonna have to. And 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 yeah, but that was. I mean, it was. I I think those things are great for us as as a band that, that does try that we never. We don't have the opportunity to be like, oh, sorry, fuck, you know, guitars, fuck, go have another beer, guys, we'll be back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It just would, it that's, our worst, right. that's our worst nightmare. It's our that? worst nightmare. It's, yeah. it's approaching that, that <laughs> mic that is, uh, you know, very kindly put there by some sound guys, mm-hmm. you know, with, with the encouragement, you know, you guys want to talk? No, no, no I don't want to talk. But, you know, there's always this, this the, like, looming side of stage. But I think um, we've always, yeah, it's always just some way of keeping that going. Like, we had a yeah. time where I... We were really, ex- you know, excited to play our, one of our new songs as an encore, and the fucking guitar, you know, slipped off, and the lead broke under it, and so we used the, you know, the noise of the guitar breaking as a loop, and <laughs> basically, Ian again, you know, went nuts on the drums, and we, you know, sorted out got another lead, and we were back onto it and played the song, and, and it was and pe- people didn't think it's all planned. It as was well. than, yeah. it was better than <laughs> approaching the mic and saying, you know, and just having complete s- silence, and I mm. think, and and. Those those things that yeah, it's much tougher I think for for a band like us to get through those things. But but um, we absolutely refuse we, to we, break yeah, the fourth wall. Yeah, we try yeah, yeah. make sure we, we do it. So when you fun. when you break a string and Ian's left to play a drum solo over a fuzz or whatever, mm. um, are you if not in that moment afterwards, are you a little bit fucked off because you're like oh, I'm carrying the can for. No, no way. I I enjoy. It. I, I think we actually thrive on that. I was going like, to say that's a dumb question because like a drummer being like given an opportunity to do a solo, yeah, <laughs> a solo. Oh, yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> if, if I'm in, if I'm feeling good, I'm feeling relaxed enough. I've had a few beers in me, then I'll definitely take advantage of those situations. If if I'm having a bit of an off night and struggling to improvise a bit, yeah. which actually kind of happened the the night before with with the other um, technical yeah. difficulties we had. Yeah. On it's the a little bit harder. So it, it, it depends. Um, yeah, if I'm in the zone, then that's great. If if I'm not, and then it's a little bit more difficult. But I'll still grin. What, grin what I'm really trying it. to get you guys to talk about is I want to pick up on something you said before, I think, Paul, about, um, you know, when you have, say, a, th- a third member of a band or a fourth mm. or a fifth or whatever, it's another opinion to sometimes help but often to get in the way. And I, yeah. What I want to know is how, you know, you guys obviously work very well um, together as a band and collaboratively you've, mm. you've got these ideas we're talking about that but but how does the how does the frustration play out and do you guys get shitty with one another and are there heated have there been heated discussions about particular direction or or incidents things that go wrong I can only think of one thing where we kind of slightly disagreed and had to just like I'm talking about the, the Archer drum beat we very rarely we, we, oh, talk, yeah. we talk everything out we, anything that we slightly disagree on we I tend to I think come, of, yeah. get onto the same page pretty quickly I think and we don't really make adamant decisions we kind of just more yeah like, I think neither of us are too precious about our own playing about mm, our own parts yeah. and, and that is a, a great thing in that if I say hey I think that drum beat's too busy I'm not saying Ian, what the fuck are you doing? You know, I'm not sort of trying to trying to make it a a, yeah, a, yeah. a, a broader mm-hmm. issue. It's sort of like just this little bit, you know. Like, have you thought about doing it this way? Or, or yeah. like, I think um, we we always, you know, the, the, we and that, that that sort of stuff is, I think, for us is, is really healthy. And, yeah. and that, that because both of it, there's also that, that thing of like, it's almost like a musical kind of lost, not lost in translation thing, but, but because 
both of us do play different instruments. There's not like another guitarist there that I can say, you know, like, or you could fill in that space there or something. That's sort of like we often. It, it's good for us in that we have to sometimes translate things into mm. other instruments um, language, you know, and, and we can kind of. Um, that's that's often a good thing. Yeah, you know, like we'll, yeah. we'll go back and forward on something, and then um, you know the only way I can often. Uh, Talk about drums as well. Going, have you thought about going da 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 da? Yeah, yeah, you know, and, and that sort of yeah. thing. Well, that's what I was going to ask. Do you play the drums in any? Oh, a little, a little bit. Yeah. I, I played drums to start with. Um, and, and do you play guitar? Yeah. yeah. Oh, a little, a little, a little yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So we both have. So yeah, a little that's bit handy too. In terms of, of yeah. you know what it takes to do yeah. what the other person's doing. Yeah, yeah. yeah I think we, um, we, had, you know, there was, um, and and sometimes it's it's really good to have have the other person sort of almost take something over in some, mm. in some regards like um, there's a, a guitar solo on, on Cavins which is um, like I played everything on it but Ian put it together yeah and the, the, you, know, you know the middle track the kind yeah. of secret yeah, track yeah, yeah. Yeah. that guitar solo uh, what came from just about I don't know 10 minutes of Paul noodling away and I chopped it up to Two minutes, right. of just yeah. rearranged, copied. A so little, you played it, but in a sense, he created. Yeah, it. yeah, I, yeah. I, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I, I love that, you know, because it's 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 um it's just you, you hear hear something and you're like, oh wow, like I wouldn't have done that, but yeah, yeah. It's it's still my playing, my phrasing, but there's these these sort of um and it just it feels like another yeah sort of a different personality being injected into that piece of music and, and to me that that guitar so like at first I, I i was a little sort of hesitant about parts of it and and, and i have to listen to it you know i was when we, when we listened to the um test pressing you know the other day and and i heard it and i was like i think i think he just and i've, I've felt this for a while it's, it's like this very um uh kind of it's it's like a per, the solo is like a person who, who's trying to find words you know and it's not it's not like a it's not Yingui Malmsteen shredding yeah, yeah. shit out of three arpeggios a second you know it's like it's it's perfect it's, it, it sounds like the two of us working together and and, mm. and it's because it's been you know it's been played by somebody who plays guitar but it's been composed by somebody who doesn't play a lot of guitar and, and it's sort of I, I think those sorts of things are those little little gems that kind of stick out for me when mm. I re-listen to the music and, and to sort of be aware of of that, the way that came about is, mm. is really cool. And Back to the original kind of question, mm. like as far as um, yeah, creative frustration or, or, or differences, yeah, there are very, very rarely any. Like mm. we um, we make suggestions to each other all the time, but very rarely does one of us go, no, nah, I, I, I don't think, no, nah, I, I really don't think that's going to work. And the other person say, "Yeah, I really do think that's what is needed." Mm. That just never happens. We always yeah. end up on the same page very, very quickly. Yeah, and that, that's that's the way it's been from that first yeah. day, pretty much. Without pretty much without exception, I can't mm. really think of it. I can think of one time where I really wanted to put in this idea. You were hesitant about it, and I kind of I argued it a bit more, and, yeah. and you ended up coming around. And I think you, I think you genuinely like it. Oh yeah, genuinely. Uh, I'm, yeah. I'm talking about the the, uh, the drum beat and the, at yeah. the end of the arch. Yeah, yeah. But, so there was a sort of this bit that was every. It was just one of kind of a nagging part that you know was sort of didn't quite sit right with me. But then, and it was sort of like after we. Um, but it, 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 it's it's funny now. I've I've actually subtly kind of arranged, rearranged part of my guitar part for that song to to suit the drums more. And, and I sort of it's it's like there's there's always yeah those 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 I think yeah they're very rare those kind of those moments where we um have a big disagreement. I think I mean I've I've I always like I like 
trying things a number of different ways with mm. guitar. Even even yeah. like I'm really um, anal about what strings I'll play a particular riff on. Like I, I'll try a you know a riff on every different string. You know, not every different yeah. string. I mean, like like I'll mm. you know there's a certain tonality. Like I, it's just uh, it's just the way my ears respond to, especially with our lineup with the with the lack, the lack of extra guitar or bass or keyboards. There's like certain things that I'll just you know, and it doesn't sound any different on the face of it but it's it's about sort of trying something different and and realizing that maybe it could work better that mm, way and, and i think that we, we do that quite well we keep our options open so it's it's never my idea versus your idea it's like oh hey i've, I've got a couple of ideas yeah. put them into the pool you've mm. got a couple of ideas and then, then we try them yeah. all out we, oh should we go back to that first one we kind of forget whose yeah. idea was whose yeah. and we just we just trial and error and we stick we switch between them as, for as many hours as it takes yeah. to to, and then listen back to recordings, you know, as long as it takes to be like, yes, I feel great about this, mm. this is perfect. And then we end up forgetting yeah. whose idea is who, and, really. Like, And yeah. neither of us says it has an issue with, with we, like we were saying the other day, so we, we're often our, our own worst critics, you know, yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll yep. be very harsh on our own playing. And, yep. and, you know, like, that was what the real benefit of recording our album in our jam space, and, you know, like, that we could go over it you know we could indulge my need to sort of play a part we, we spent six, six months we yeah. spent six months recording yeah. patterns and, and yeah. because we recorded it we self-recorded it it gave us the opportunity to, to just be super critical and be yeah. like well we haven't we didn't you know and but then again then, and then there were also things that came out of just one take or you know like the, yeah. the, the sort of spontaneous things that we would then build on and, the, and that and they've become you know that, mm. and now you know there's there's you know there are bits that um you know i, I the, Sort of more noisy sections where I listen back to the, the album and be like, oh, shit, I've actually got to read, you know, I've got to learn how to play that, even though I have played it. You know, there's sort of quite a cool um, balance between that wanting to be really precise about things and doing things a hundred different different ways. Yeah, yeah. Mm. But also acknowledging that you know things do come out of our jams and you know like I think there's bits where we you know it was sort of almost like I feel like my brief was to just play guitar as badly as possible because that's the way I wanted it to, yeah. you know, I wanted it to sound clumsy or you know yeah, out yeah. of tune or a bit wacky or you know sort of trying to let in those little things that but that, you've got yeah. um, you've, you've pushed this album quite hard because you've in the, the way I see it you, you, you kind of were performing the album before anyone knew it was an album mm. or yeah. you know enough of it yeah. then it was an album you've done your own shows and your own sort of tours and things you've you've been on the bill with other bands where you've supported mm. and now you've got we're talking a couple of years sort of getting towards and mm. then now you've got a vinyl release of it um so what's happening in terms of new music new music, new we're, music. we're basically lots we're mm. per, oh, well, i'd say we've got 90 to 95 percent finished writing the new record yeah but, yeah. but there's always because we know from the Cadden's experience once we once we start recording a whole new process of kind of refinement kind of starts yeah. and we and, and nailing, you know figuring out which temp, you know we could spend two months just trying to decide what tempo to play record a song at yeah so, so but but all the riffs are there all mm. the songs are there the titles are all there um so what, eight tracks I think first yeah. the first one yeah. on the record will be uh, Dark Matter um, yeah it's um and it's it's been yeah again it's it's come out of jamming of of, of you know um, building off one or two ideas and and I think um we've yeah I mean it, 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 I I I I'm absolutely love Kevin and I'm very proud of it and, and I I think um 
I'd, I'd never want to get to the, the point of saying, oh, I, you know, oh, our last album was shit. Just like yeah, yeah. New. And I, I, think, I think it's all part, you know, we were talking, I was talking even yesterday when we were listening to the vinyl and it finished up. And I was sort of thinking, oh, it'd be cool if someone had another record player with the second album to just start playing yeah, album yeah. two. You <laughs> well, know, like, and, and, and that's cool, you know, like, like I think. Um, it already feels to me, I haven't heard the new album. Yeah. The new album doesn't exist yet. Yeah. Um, but, um, you know, it, I can tell that it's. You, you guys are going to achieve oh, I feel like I can tell you're going to achieve that thing that I guess everyone wants and hopes for is that idea of a, you know something that continues on from yeah. that builds mm. from it that's a, yeah. um, you know another chapter yeah. or, or you know another volume or however yeah. you want to look at it that, it that it in some way refers back to the first oh, album yeah. and then yeah. builds goes off on its own in a new, you know, yeah. new direction yeah, from there I, yeah. I think that's it's, a, it's really important you know and that's in the same way that like I was, I was thinking you know we, we we still uh, still find it so exciting to play the cabins music, you know, and it's it's, it's never it never feels like oh we've got to play this just because we've released it, you know. It's, it's like well, it's, it's still we sort of love playing it and and it feels great live, yeah. and, and 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 it's the same. And and now that we've you know we've found now that we've we played you know we've started playing a um I guess about an hour long set now, yeah. and, and that's including about uh, it's, yeah it's probably it's probably about like, like sixty forty with the in terms of new album as opposed to the mm. old, uh, cabins and and but yet again like it still feels like it fits like we've, we've coming up with transitions between from a you know song written two years ago into a song written a month ago and and, mm. and it still works it feels like part of that same journey mm. well i wanted to ask you about that because i was going to say you must still be enjoying it if you're playing in Levin, or you know, <laughs> um, if you're choosing, if you're still playing, still talking to each yeah. other, um, you must you must still love playing. But what yeah. have been um, some of the frustrations about? I mean, I I don't imagine you're getting rich off this. No. And I know, and I know that's you know, I mean, I know better than probably a, a lot of people. That's in, in many ways a silly question to to ask because it's not why people go and do things. Mm. Um, or it shouldn't be, and the reality is it can't be um, anymore. But so, what have been some of the frustrations around um, how you think the band has um, worked or not worked, been perceived? Um, I don't know. Has there I, been anything much that sticks out as being a negative experience? Oh, the the this short tour that we just went on yeah. was pretty crap, but. Aside from that, well, and in a way that's your own fault, right? You booked your own tour. You know what yeah. I mean? Like you booked no, yeah. your own tour. I'm, I'm, an, yeah. I'm, an, I'm an extremely busy person with all this band stuff as well. Yeah. Just trying to keep um, keep a full time job and the management, like just not just have, getting hardly any sleep and like the management of everything that we're doing. Mm. I guess that's a frustration in a way, but it's a hugely rewarding thing whenever. And it's a common one, right? Lots yeah, of people yeah, doing yeah. what you're and, doing have that. And yeah, I, don't, yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't question it because um. All, we get everything that we, you know, the response that we get to our music when it goes right is more than worth it at the moment. And seeing the potential of what's to come in the future, because um, we've only just put out our first album and we're very early on the kind of timeline of what you, um, you know, what you can expect yeah. from yeah. from this kind of music. Uh, and already, yeah, we've had it. We're, we're happy with the response. Mm. I'm, I'm absolutely stoked. With, with yeah. everything that's even, even of, co- of course uh, of course more people paying attention yeah yeah more people buying it would yeah. be great but, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah hints of frustration you get a bad turn out to one show oh yeah I'm frustrated for that night yeah and yeah yeah next day and while we're trying to re- you know recover then you have a good practice yeah yeah, yeah and then you have put on another show and yeah. either more people come 
or you yeah. play better or both and yeah, then, exactly. you, then you're back up on the horse yeah. Right? Yeah. and yeah. it's only going to get better so the frustrations yeah. are going to get smaller and the yeah. rewards are going to get bigger unless unless we get some kind of horrible curveball come along at, I, I'm seeing um, good things so yeah. what, what's been has there been much feedback response um, sort of internationally because I, I, I certainly feel like yours is a a sound and you guys put on a performance yeah. that that yeah. resonates with particularly because you know again to to use one term post rock and mm. some of the things you guys aspire to yeah. and and you're a little bit more metal I think than some post rock bands or there's that influence there there's certainly a genre that you know has big yeah. big sort of draw overseas yeah right? yeah. yeah I think um, we found you know some interest interest from quite you know, unexpected places, and but then again, not unexpected because I, I, I think um, the the lack of vocals means that sort of there's no language barrier. Yeah, with, with exactly. Things. Um, yeah. But I, I think we've yeah, there, there are those you know there are places. Um, we've we've in sold Europe we've sold we've sold CDs in France, Sweden, Finland, um, quite a few in America, sort of quite a, in um, England, in India, or the Philippines, or something like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we've sold CDs all over the show, yeah. so mostly due to Twitter, to be honest. Yeah, like, right. I'm a bit of a um, Twitter whore with the band, and like really try and um, try and kind yeah. of spread our word, uh, you know, our, our music internationally through through that, um, yeah. and that's actually worked really well for just getting people. Interested. So any any sort of offers to do shows or designs to travel to do them? We get heaps of people saying, "Please come to yeah, so and so yeah. country." And um, our response is, you know, yeah. As soon as, as soon as um, it's Send someone who's actually there. running yeah. the festival, yeah. as soon as yeah, it's yeah. the the festival owner yeah. um, um, asking us, then <laughs> that'll be us. Yeah, that's that thing. Yeah, playing playing um, festivals, and you know, there, there's a lot out there now for you know. It's amazing that you know they, they'll do festivals of of mainly sort of post rock or metal bands, and and um, so I think there's that niche, and especially like in Europe, that that, that seems to appreciate that in quite a big way and, and, and I think we've um yeah I mean we it's it's nice yeah we get that sort of that that little bit of international um interest um and, and I think um it's it's cool that I, I think gen, in general that when people listen to us or we get responses to it it's um it always starts with you know which is which is great you know kind of getting a, a, some kind of grounding a reference point people mention Jacob or Russian circles or explosions in the sky, and then but then we've uh, it's well, I found it you know fascinating. Like when we first started getting reviews out, like your review, and then you know, other other people coming out with um, references to bands that I've never heard, then and, and yeah, to yeah. say that this reminds me and of then, you know, do you go and listen to them? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll go and listen to them. I'll be like, or, or you know, like they'll say the drumming in this reminds me of this, you know, and, 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 and it's quite that's cool because I think, um, I, 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 I guess the the, the I used to be a bit worried about you know doing the it is not not a, not a, a craze I guess but the, the instrumental the post rock mm. kind of thing it, it's, it's big at the moment. Well, you it? guys have got it both uh, doubly because the I mean I guess it comes and goes but the hot people have ideas around. Uh, why someone's put together a duo yep. as well? So you've yeah. got the post rock slash instrumental thing yep. and the duo thing oh. kind of mm. and and yeah. both of those things probably have been um, really helpful for you guys in a way but uh, must feel like um, how do we transcend the gimmick yeah you know, like we're not it's not a gimmick yes yeah. we've arrived at this and yeah yeah we've, and cho- we've chosen this yeah and, and I think that's the thing that like I, I've I felt with with our new material it's sort of like we 
the the loop pedal is is, is as present as ever, but it's being used in in different ways. And, and like our first the dark matter, the single, the the, the kind of um, focal focal point of it that started is actually doing kind of percussion on the guitar, and 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 but then using ambience around that and sort of different ways of creating creating something you know come some kind of backdrop to then create some a, a kind of a narrative and I think it, in, instead of um, you know often on cabins it's to do with um, melodies um, developing around each other or introducing new layers and in a more orchestral sense there's a sort of I feel like we've in some ways on with the new stuff it's it's um, still using the looping and the layers and, and but but um, maybe more some more defined sections in the songs yeah. themselves, and maybe and maybe a bit more riffy. <laughs> a bit more riffy, yeah, yeah, a bit more, yeah, sort of, um, kind of, like, because I, I think that there are a lot of moments on Kevin's, you know, where, where when I listen to it, I, I really love those the, the bits where, which are heavy and, and, and sort of have a a rock or or even metal element to them, and so we've taken some more of that and put it to the forefront, I mm. think. But but um, I think yeah, it's, it's always it's always that sort of. I think it's great though. There's sort of slight anxiety about. You know, there are a lot of in 2015. There are a lot of bands playing with you know Fender Twins and Telecasters and making beautiful mm. layered sounds with their 50 delay pedals and and that's that's cool. But it's sort of it's quite uh, it's in a way it's we've we've taken a lot of um, those aspects and just kind of gone against them as well and, and tried to um, develop a bit more beyond that. And um, yeah, I think there's a lot of things that we do, especially on this new album, that uh, you're not going to really hear any post rock. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sort of, um, and then, but then there, are, yeah, it's cool that there, there are those bits that that do remind you of those those other bands, and and, and I think um, I, that's what I've always I was, was felt about music. I sort of t- take things that I really like, I take things I really hate, and and try and combine them in a way, and, and try and make something interesting. You know, so that 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 um that maybe taps into that conversation but doesn't mm. necessarily uh, you know I've, I've never felt I, I, I've always had, had the feeling it was the same with like I, I think when I was like I don't know 17, 18 there was a lot of um, melodic metal you know, mm. core, mm. And, and, and it was like after a while I was like why am I listening to this band when I could listen to this band you know because because they do it so much better or you know it felt like there were a lot of imitators of mm. certain um, sounds and, and post rock is going that way yeah yeah and it has that, it has that element where you know, you can put on a playlist and you're not even sure which band you're listening to. You know it's pretty and it you know, may help you sleep or, you know, it's <laughs> like, but it's like, uh, uh, you know, you, you, it's like with some bands, you know, with the, with, I mean, I, I, I love that Ian uses his full drum kit, you know, mm. it's not, it's, it's some bands, you, you see them and they're hitting the cymbals, I just hit a fucking snare drum. Mm. Oh, mono, yeah, mono is my pet peeve yeah, in the yeah, post-rock and, world, and I'm like, just... Just give us some kind of backbeat, you know, and 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 it's like that's that's. Well, you really, you really kind of also. There's a visual element to your play. I guess there is with a lot of good or interesting drummers, or there should be. Maybe I I look to that because drumming's a thing that I like to sort of watch on stage and and have had a go at myself and stuff. But you you know you're quite a visual drummer to to watch. I think like there's you explore the you can actually see your kind of you can see you you've got it all mapped out you know exactly what you're going to do mm. you're quite quite precise with it it's not hit and hope but to someone watching it looks like you're doing a great sort of exploration of your kit that's cool i um yeah it's not something i do consciously I just kind no. of play and try and stay in the vibe and um 
yeah, not look at the audience. <laughs> so I wanted, I wondered if we could talk a little bit too about um, your sort of your backgrounds separately. Ian, I was, I will start with you. I, um, I wanted to know when you started playing and and sort of some of the uh, things you did. I mentioned a death metal band mm. where you guys met up and stuff, but I also want to talk about the the river sessions, um, which is your project. Right, but yeah. So if we can start with when you started playing. Yeah, um, I was I was eighteen. Well, I always always wanted to play drums, and um, most uh, like most households, my parents weren't that keen to just <laughs> buy me a drum kit and set me up. But um, when I was eighteen, I finally got around to getting a drum kit, which was kind of late to start. But I just put um, all my effort into making up for lost time and spent every um, every minute I had. Um, playing them pretty much just trying to sound like um, I, I was just into basically melodic death metal metal core um, things like at the gates and in flames and cradle of filth and um, anything that was just like a so you were very consciously aping that you were yep, yep, copying I, that I, I, yeah, ab- getting, getting your chops through learning yep, those things absolutely and, and I just played metal I just played double I, like I bought my first drum kit two weeks later I had my first double kick and then the hi-hat pedal was just I didn't get into that until about five years later so, um, so it was a very much a metal um, foundation that I kind of built my drumming upon and well, yeah um, started that uh, started uh, my main band or my first kind of main band belligerence uh, along with another guy it's kind of a bit at the gates and Lamb of God rip-off band that um, did, did kind of well on the scene and um, yeah and I spent a lot of my uh, a lot of my time playing on an electronic drum kit which um, took me a few years after because because obviously you know it's pretty hard to be in a um, living situation where you can play an actual drum kit yeah, so yeah. when I when I discovered um, electronic drum kits I was kind of like yes now I can play all the time but a few years later I kind of realised makes it very difficult when you do come back to a real drum kit and um, yeah so I kind of had to relearn the drums in a way when I actually and is um, there no question now that you prefer uh, I, was, I just won't kit, I won't touch I won't touch an electronic drum kit ever if I, if but I, it was, <laughs> obviously it was useful for you as, oh, a, as a practice tool yeah yeah but um, things yeah. like you know um, how you're hitting each drum just does not translate that same way it's yeah, um, yeah there's no such thing as kind of a nice smooth roll or um mm. yeah that, those yeah maybe maybe with the more expensive ones but I didn't have a mm. particularly expensive one but um yeah um so belligerence was kind of a, the main thing that I did for quite a while and not till about five or six years into my drumming career that I start to think oh maybe maybe it could be interesting to try out some non-metal things and that's when I kind of started um well, I think the first other band that I joined, other than that first band, was the covers band with Paul. The really, really bad covers band with Paul. Oh, with <laughs> everyone's, so everyone's been in a really bad covers yeah, yeah. band. But no, no one ever admits to being in a really <laughs> we, good. We, there are good, good covers a, bands, but no one talks about it. No one says we're in a really great yeah, covers band. We made a lovely twenty-first and Caraparam <laughs> tune. You know, just. That was our only Uncomfortable, eh? Like, you don't okay. play Disarm by Smashing Pumpkins after the speeches. <laughs> it was so bad. It was so bad. Was, I've yeah. been in two covers bands that have played Disarm. It's really not a bad, bad covers bands. Yeah. Yeah. Of, of course. No yeah. one's been in a good one. But I've been in two that have, yeah. that have played that song. 
Um, so, so yeah, it wasn't until about kind of five or six years into my drumming career that I started trying to explore things outside of metal, and that's when yeah, I joined yeah. that covers band and started getting a bit more open-minded to um, jamming like um, on not hitting, <laughs> not playing a double kick, playing a um, hi hat um, pedal, and yeah, just trying to play some more kind of rocky stuff. And yeah, it was kind of around that time that me and Paul started jamming together with a few different with a couple of different projects that we were involved in and yeah that's kind of my history and the riverside sessions yeah because i remember seeing you first how long ago did, when did that, that start well the first one was in 2012 that was yeah because i remember that, seeing like you basically advertising for it like yeah and you just what you just put i mean obviously you'd planned the thing you can tell me you planned the thing beforehand but my my memory of that story was you just put a thing up on Facebook basically saying um, is anyone interested in coming I've got X, yep. I want X amount of people or I've got X amount of spots yep. we're going to go and do this so, so yeah in, in 2011 this was my big grand um, idea I was like I just have to do this because I, I love jamming with people and you know you, you, um, we spent a lot of time um, you know the group of friends and musicians that we were in getting drunk and jamming and oh, can I jump on drums and I jump on mm. guitar and you know those kind of things but I'd always get Kind of disappointed when everyone had to go home and like nothing you know they never the jams never eventuated to anything i, I want, kind of wanted to bring that jam vibe into kind of a place where things are going to happen you know where you can have we got that spontaneous um uh jamming thing going on with with mates and drinking and ha- having you know sunshine and like really good vibes but it goes on and then you turn it into something you, you record what happens you write stuff so the idea was like a week or so of um, you know twelve to fifteen ish musicians of all different types, no no um, no preconceived kind of ideas of what genre people have to be into, and we all just bring every um, piece of uh, you know every instrument and every piece of recording equipment that we've got, and we set up a bunch of rooms around this. Um, it's in the place that we found is in Otaki. It's called Riversley Retreat. And it's a um, big kind of like tin room house with a whole bunch of bunk beds and this huge lounge and a cottage. So we set up just a whole bunch of makeshift studios and yeah, write and record and just see what happens. And so you've done it each year. Yeah. So, so it's, 2012 was the first one. That was the yeah. hardest one to convince people that this was going to work and it was yeah, going to be not, cool and it was going to be I'm fun. Not, I'm not crazy. I've not brought you all here to do something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, so yeah, the, yeah. The, the first one was a little bit. It, it was. It was a little bit. I don't know. It wasn't. It wasn't um, the greatest thing. It didn't really find um, it, its place until kind of the second or third, and then people were, you know. The, the people that I really wanted to come along in the first place were starting to get interested and be like, oh, alright, this does work and it does sound awesome and he's not crazy (laughs) and this is a good idea. So um, it's really over the past two or three events, because I think we've had six events now, um, the past two or three have just been absolutely fantastic. It's um, definitely one of the, uh, I'd probably say it's the highlight of my year every year just um it's a really unique vibe bringing people together without any and no no pre- all different people every time or have you got a few there's, there's, there's quite a few that are just absolutely that they're never going to they've decided they're never going to miss one cool. so about about seven or eight and of the us numbers grow or you try to keep it around that any more than any more than about 14 and it'll get too crowded at that place yeah and, and even if we got a bigger place we'll probably just become a bit too um, yeah. disjointed like um, 12 13 14 is a good amount for um, everyone to be comfortable with each other and um, um, you know feel free to collaborate and 
give enough time for everyone to get to know each other. And Any thought around like kind of closing it with a public performance or yeah, there was that sort of thing. There was, yeah. but that involves marketing it to people yeah. as something other than just a really good creative time, which yeah. I haven't found a way to do that yet. I'd love to. I'd love to find a way to do that. It's the same with the stuff that we put up on on Bandcamp. You know, we put it up, sort of puts it, um, parameters on the yeah. the actual indulgence yeah. of going exactly, away exactly. and exploring whatever you want. And right? that's that's been what yeah. I've been struggling with is next, th- next thing it's fly my pretties. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And that, that's been the struggle trying to decide: do I want to yeah put some parameters on it and turn you know say oh we're going to try and record an album this time and it's going to make sense as an yeah. album and and. But then everyone suddenly, oh, I wanted to do like a pop jazz song. I kind of do that. Or, you know, I just had a, you know, on a whim, we just had a random, you know, jam outside and with acoustics and it's not going to fit into what you're talking about now. So yeah. I, I, I'm at the moment and everyone, because I kind of try and make it a democracy because um, such a good vibe. I don't want anyone to be deterred from it who's already just so passionate about it. So I just leave it up to everyone, you know, we'll just keep doing what we do and, um, just be creative with no other kind of yeah. um, preconceived kind of ideas about it. We could come up with a really good album. The, the, the mix of musicians that's there now that, that comes along, we could come up with something really good. That if if we put a bunch of effort into marketing it, you know, we could do some shows and and I'd love to do that. But it's just it, it's yeah. It would, then we would be sacrificing this whole free, totally yeah, free, yeah. creative kind of communal mm-hmm. thing that, that it has. And Paul, um, always guitar for you. What um, how, talk, talk me through how how I, you started. I started off being really interested in. I, I I tried to play violin when I was about ten, but it didn't work at all. So um, <laughs> I stopped that. Um, but I, I played drums for a couple of years um, and ended up getting really frustrated with the guitarists in my band, and I. I Basically, um, well, this is, this is when I was only twelve, so you know, frustration musically at that point is not you know like that intense. But it, it was, it, it was, I um, I um, I, I started. I mean, my, my parents always had guitars lying around, and so when I was playing, even playing drums in the band, I was always writing lyrics and writing guitar parts, and kind of got to the point where I was like, I not even through the need to. I, I always really actually the thing I most liked about the drums was I didn't have to stand up and. You know, I could actually sit back, <laughs> but um, but but so I started getting into guitar when I, yeah, I was about thirteen or so, and, and just kind of I was really into acoustic guitar actually to start with. Um, just wanted to learn Beatles songs and learn a bit of Dylan. I go, I, I at first I really just wanted to be able to finger pick like Bob Dylan or Paul Simon, and um, so that was a, a kind of a starting point for me. I I think it was kind of the start of me being really interested in melodies I, I think I was even now because I, I, I don't sing really at all I, I, I like picking out vocal melodies on guitar a bit and, and trying to work those into things and so I kind of got did guitar casually for a few years and then got um, started playing with jamming with a guy who was more into the um, I guess guitarist guitarist and the virtuosos and then got just got completely blown away by the fact that you know guys were playing fast and, and things like that. So I got really into that, and, and then that kind of translated into being more interested in the the riffing side of things. So who were some of the key players um, for you? For, at, you that point, at that, that point, that people like, told you you had to hear, and, um, and it did actually translate. They blew you away. I I I, I, well, I started off with yeah, just being really into um, 
Randy Rhodes with, with yeah. Aussie and, and, and the I like the I think I was also it was the idea of, I'd never I up until that point I guess my experience of heavy music was like Ramstein and Mudvayne you know there's sort of it wasn't melodic stuff and I, more I like, heavy than music yeah yeah yeah, yeah more heavy and, <laughs> and sort of more music that I felt was aligned with a, a bit of a scene whereas I kind yeah. of I found out, as I started playing with more guys who played heavy music, I realised that one, they don't all have long hair, and two, you know, they're, they're, there's a lot of different personalities amidst that. There's a lot of stereotyping, I think, with yeah. that kind of music, and I, I like that, 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 you know, there were a bunch of nerds, but they were playing loud, yeah. energetic music. And so I kind of got into the, yeah, the, the, the Randy Rhodes guys and the and Eddie Van Halen, and, and uh, um, uh, I, I got into. Um, yeah, starting getting into Metallica, but then I, and and I think that Metallica and, and those sorts of um, a band like like them, though I, I found that cool because they were there were elements that I recognised from other music from pop. Music yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, they're still particularly Metallica when they're at their best. They're still putting across songs. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And, and I think that was the cool thing. I, I always I just love songs. They're and pretty I, easy to mock now. But yeah, yeah, yeah. But you've got to give them their due. Like yeah, and, and I think that it was that thing of like, well, you know, you can have a, a loud, heavy album with a, with softer songs on it, and, yeah. and and you can bring in these different elements. You can bring in nylon string guitars and things like that. So that 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 was a, a big part of, of music for me I think was was, was just realising you know that, that while there are genres out there there's little pockets of these genres that are different and they're able to you know that maybe give you a, a room, room to express in a slightly different way and, and, and I um, but I was also listening to bands like Metallica and then got into like the modern stuff of Lamb of God and things like that was was really um being interested in, in the, the rhythm guitar like that yeah. and I think that was what, what then I started getting I got sick of solos and, and, and things being too widdly widdly and, and just, just wanting to you know quite liking the idea of like, well these things have catchy riffs and that, the same same with bands like Rage Against the Machine you know sort of being I, I didn't re- never really like the the vocals in that band but I've always really liked his riffs and, and the, the way that also that a guy like Morello is a you know, playing heavy music, but also bringing in other aspects, and, and I sort of found that interesting that the, the sort of heavy music and louder music can be a bit of a melting pot instead yeah. of just being, you know, um, guys in board shorts and you know, the sort of that that, that sort yeah. of that because being like, I guess, being uh, yeah, sort of being like a teenager, I was, I was you know, so sort of like two thousand and three ish, you know, and sort of it was it was the metal and heavy music was quite becoming quite mainstream, but mm. it was hard to find stuff that was really, I found, you know, I, I've always liked music that's a bit personal, and, and so it's sort of, um, I think, yeah, all that stuff, and you know, like my, my parents listened to a lot of Crowded House, and you know, I always loved that these, these there were the songs, especially Neil Finn's songs, you know, that, that would, and, and I've always liked this about other heavy music, that, that sort of, you can listen to a song and it can move in so many different ways, it's not like once you've heard the chorus you've heard the whole yeah. song and it's sort of like there can be a bridge even or a three or four guitar notes that can just send you over the edge and I think that's something like I've always wanted to do with any with, with instrumental music particularly like the stuff we play is that you have to listen right to the end because there may be a moment yeah there, there generally will be a moment that that gives you something that the first three or four minutes haven't you know and, and it was sort of that combination of the 
of heavy music doing that, you know, that whether it's a guitar solo or a breakdown or, or something. Three minute you know, outro. <laughs> yeah, yeah, or something, you know, like, and, 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 and then, but also that that can happen in pop music, that these things can just, you know, spark up at the end of a song or, or just one little part that's just like, sort of like, my, my dad calls it like the, the sweet spot, you know, there's, yeah. there's just that sort of, in a lot of music, I love it when there's just that part where it's just like, and it just makes you pause, you know, and it's, it's just, yeah, really magic. And I think that's what I've I've liked about then doing the music we do, but because I feel like I'm always thinking about those aspects, whether it's from you know, classical music or, 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 or blues. Like I, I loved um, I always loved like Stevie Ray Vaughan when I first heard him, you know, because he was just such a physical player. I've, 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 yeah, yeah. And I think that's that's the thing that I, I've I've always liked about guitar is that that, that sort of thing of it being a physical instrument you can really mold it to what you what well you I guess want it's to be and true of just about any instrument that a, a good player will well even a bad player too I yeah. suppose but a good player will put across their personality or some aspect of yeah. it through the instrument but that yeah it's certainly the case for the guitar players isn't it yeah whether it's, whether, and whether it's you know um in this sort of strut or yeah or the defiant non-strut, yeah. you know, the stoicism, and yeah. and there's, uh, you know, there's the sort of show pony yeah. approach, yeah. or again, the complete anti-guitar hero stance, yeah. and, and all of those things tell people something about the mm. person playing it, as well as putting the music across, yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's almost um, instruments, I, I sort of, um, and there's, a, I, think, I think a lot of, yeah, there's always the, the big, the big names even people mention, but there, there are guys, you know, like uh, uh, still, uh, every guitarist plays has said this, but you know when you see Hendrix play and it's like, yeah, it's just like he's he's, he's almost like he's almost fucking that thing, you know? yeah, like, totally. It's, there's this, there's a real um, physicality to it, and, and it's like being able to go from the most whispering little sound to the to something that sounds like something's yeah. about to explode, and I sort of I think that's with um with our with 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 what we we play is, is, is being able to do that yeah but purely with the guitar and sometimes it's sort of a, a, a stress because it's sort of like well this is this is the instrument this is the thing that's going to yeah. do it in some way at some point but it's um also I think through um I, I think through listening to pop music as well it will and and I mean and guys like you know let's say Mark Knopf is a very big influence is just in, in that he can he knows when to shut up, you know, he knows when yeah. to just, just play one or two notes. I was going to say, he's a guy people, guitarists should listen to yeah. uh, for yeah. for the control element. Yeah. You know, what the, how he he can let, you know, he can rip. He, yeah. can, he, can, he can do his version mm. of wailing, like whether you mm. like that or not is irrelevant, but, it, but yeah. the sort of, uh, the tone that he, his sort of signature tone yeah. and the way he controls that is, yeah. is, is something a lot of people could, yeah, and he's sort of unfairly mocked, I think, in, yeah. in, in circles still because of what Dire Straits became. Yeah. Yeah, it's a big sort of albatross around his neck. He's yeah. done sort of nine or ten solo albums, the soundtracks, yeah. all this other stuff with other people. And, and also half of the Dire Straits catalogue at the time was... was was pretty good and mm. some of the best of it still stands up. Oh yeah. They did turn into, you know, a ridiculous yeah. sort of over the top you know, everyone everyone sort of goes back and sees the videos of the headbands and the yeah. and the wristbands and the neon and the shitty video and, and the quite shitty pop songs. I mean Walk of Life's fucking horrible. Mm. But 
But yeah, it's funny how that <laughs> he sort of has been written off as a result of that. Yeah, and he's just one of those like he's like oh, just the, the, the song I I, wait, I even watch it on almost every playlist the, 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 on my iPod Time of Love and, mm. and there's a there's just these, these moments in it where you're just like well that song's like a movie oh it's like a <laughs> you know movie, yeah. is, a, is a, a movie a short story yeah. is a and song it's just I love it there's a sort of I, I, I see this so many people there's a bit the bit at the end where it's a guitar song you know and it's mm. like got this that great kind of like corner response thing with the vocals mm. and everything and he's going nuts and then right at the end the piano takes over and it's like that's such a big moment for any guitarist to realise that you can actually let the piano let someone else do something you know, like, yeah yeah let someone else but it's beautiful like because it's yeah. like whoa after all this you get these this twinkling of the piano and, and it's like I think um, that's particularly with like yeah with, and that's all, all of that stuff I mean that's that, that's what I, I find so fascinating about so it. So when does the keyboardist come in on the, is that the second or the third into <laughs> Orbit album to, yeah, to oh. save you, Ian? <laughs> yeah, 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 well, we're still probably auditioning, so yeah. <laughs> so 2016, you got, you've got a new album that you're going to release at some point. Yep. You've got a single that's imminent. You've got uh, your old album coming out on vinyl. Mm-hmm. Those are all big and exciting and interesting things. And you guys have like in the last year and a half you've played quite a lot anyway so yeah. what else is on the cards for 2016 have you got shows booked already are you yeah we're touring we're touring this um single and video release um pretty a pretty long stretched out tour and um just trying to build on what we what we've are done you going already. by that do you mean are you going places you haven't been before on the map uh yes yes we are going to a few different places um we haven't sorted it out yet but um we're adamant on going down stuff this time um, yeah. and yeah so it's a uh, um, I can't think of anywhere interesting at the top of my head so Mo- mostly the same places not Levin not Levin <laughs> no, no, is that off the list now? we'll give it a list it's off the list it's permanently off the yeah. list yeah. fair enough we'll miss it but you know thank you I, I've, I've, I've had some awful gigs in Levin I've really? actually played there quite a few times because oh, okay. yeah, I played in a um and an Irish band that did like working man's clubs and yeah. you know oh, yeah. and um, RSAs and stuff. So I, I think I've played at about three different venues in Lublin. Oh, <laughs> and they, no, were, they were three all, venues in Lublin. Yeah, well, they probably aren't now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> this is this was a long time ago, but um, yeah, yeah they, they were never never good shows. <laughs> um, so you've got that tour and and anything else to look further, even further ahead to? I don't think so. Um, the album, yeah, there's not much more that we can do apart from the album and this. Um, single stuff I guess once um, like if, if all goes really well over the next few months and maybe we get the album out a bit earlier than because we're trying to be realistic in the past we've always um, given ourselves you know announced oh we're, we're gonna you know the album should be out by so and so and it's not actually gonna be ready um, until a few months after yeah. that so we're trying to be like learn from like how long it does actually take us to do things and not make um, bold promises. At the moment the the goal is to have it out by November but things could change between now and then and maybe things happen quicker, maybe money comes in more or less than we expected so it, it's kind of a play it by ear in a few ways. Um, kind of do, doing this um, single and video release will be big part will be kind of watching what the reaction to that is and mm. what the financial reaction to that is and mm. the tour is in our pockets and um, 
doing it from there really because the, I guess one of the obstacles to the, the, the new album is um, the production costs, you know, it's, yeah. it's a few thousand dollars to make it happen so we need to um, get that money from somewhere and um, yeah, to kind of um, wrap up this phase because with, with, with we really wanted to, before before putting out a new album, we really wanted to do, to do Cavern's Justice and put yeah. it onto the medium that it was meant for. So that's yeah. kind of what this is about. It's kind of um, waving goodbye to Cavern's and welcoming in the new phase, and um, hopefully all goes well. And um, yeah, at, at this stage, at this stage, it's just uh, vinyl, Cavern's vinyl, video, and single release. Mm. The album later in the year, and tours to coincide with all of that. Other than that, who knows what opportunity is going to come up. Hopefully things will open up and um, we'll get ideas to um, do more than that possibly. But yeah, at this stage it's just those things. Hey, thanks for uh, listening guys. Um, this is the first time I've done one of these. I guess you'd call this an outro. A um, little bit of bonus content. We heard the guys from Into Orbit there talking about um, the brand new single, Dark Matter, which premieres later this week, but is an exclusive um you can hear it now. It's um, the first time anyone outside of the band and and the I guess the inner circle, uh, a small handful of other people, will have got to hear this brand new song, the single from an album that's due out later on this year. It's called Dark Matter. Dark Matter.